Folks, before we get started, just a little warning that the sound in this recording is pretty awful. So, forgive me. And now, on with the show. everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is... Larry, uh, am I doctor tonight? I think I think this is heavy enough I can be doctor. Yeah, you should be Dr. Van Beek. Yeah, I'll be Dr. Van Beek. Yeah. yeah, that's Dr. Van Beek I'm speaking to, folks. Uh, you can't see him, but I can, and I am the better yeah. one for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little faded out here. I, I don't know. My, my technical skills are not such that I can make a, I can get a clear picture with the oh, camera. Oh, <laughs> no, you're there. fine. You're fine. Don't is, it, is it the light behind me that's messing yeah. me up? Is that what's... Tis, yeah. tis. It's all good. Is it my glow? It's all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the full Larry experience. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but today, bud, what are we talking about? So we are in the third week of uh, preparation for Easter. Right. Um, and so remember the first week we talked about the divinity of Christ. He had to be God or or his, his sacrifice would not be sufficient. And then he had to be fully human. So God or his sacrifice would not be sufficient, right? Right. Human or he couldn't die. There would be no sacrifice. Right. And, and today we're just going to talk about um, a concept called kenosis. Yeah. Um, and then we're just going to, we're going to finish with the triumphal entry. Okay. Well, that's, un- I have no idea what kenosis is. This is great. Nobody does. Even the people who talk about it. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. so, this is so just so you know, we're going to spend five minutes on it, but I just finished listening to a 40-minute lecture on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so. so you're an expert. <laughs> well, whoever was talking in that lecture I listened to certainly was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, folks. Well, the first place we're going to go, right, Larry, is, is Philippians 2, starting at verse 5. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks. So Philippians 2. Verse 5, and we're going to go from 5 to 11. Just to 8, maybe. Okay, just to 8. Yeah. We can be flexible. <laughs> Verse 5, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in the very nature uh, in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So, so this is Paul talking to the Philippians, and and the general message is similar. You know, avoid the Judaizers, avoid antinomianism, and things like that. But um, but he wrote this. I figure he wrote this. They think about fifty five, fifty seven. And I think he wrote 2 Corinthians in around 55. So, so this is just a little bit later than 2 Corinthians. Okay. Um, now, Philippi, just so you know the background of it, yeah. was named for um, Philip, oh. obviously. But Philip was the father of Alexander the Great. And uh. if you talk to my teacher, my Greek teacher, my classics teacher, he would have said, actually, Alexander was was a great warrior. He was okay, but Philip was the mastermind that set up mm. the the Greek Empire. Okay. Um, oddly enough, Philip of Macedon uh, was the one that joined the Greek states to form, 
you know, they were all city-states before. Corinth was its own place. Sparta was its own place. Athens was its own place. And, and he brought them together uh, to form an alliance, which eventually um, fought off the Persian armies. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. And so, so, that, so that's what Philippi was. Paul loved Philippi. Um, he loved Macedon. He loved the Macedonian churches. When he's talking to the, he loved, he, he cared about the Corinthian church. Yeah. Right. But he loved the Macedonian church. Now everybody will say, no, no, no. He loved the Corinthian church too. And I say, yes, he loved them all. Right. They were his children as far as he was concerned. Yes. But Philippi was his favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> my sister died. And I said to someone at the time, man, my favorite sister died. I, I'm really struggling with that. That was actually our friend Sam from oh, Trinity. Yeah. And and Sam said to me, um, you can't have a favorite sibling. And I said, you're an only child, aren't you? <laughs> and he said, yes, I am. I said, I know you're an only child because you think that you can't have a favorite sibling. <laughs> and anybody who knows that that if you're a parent, you love all your children because you have to. You know, as the one comedian said, you love all your children, but you have that one kid. Now, if he disappeared, you'd go find him. Maybe not right away. <laughs> and that's Corinth for Paul. But Philippi is the one that you'd go find. He loved Philippi. Right. And so, so in a sense to me, um, even though he is making a point uh, with, with the things that he's saying in 5, five to 11, um, it fits so nice for the Philippian church. Right. And and some many or many are the people that I read, uh, or the person that I read who said many. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll get through this, Steve. Yeah, no worries. Um, You're doing fine. They they think this was probably an early church hymn. This 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 was part of a song that they would sing, a hymn okay. that they would do, and Paul picked up on that hymn. So this was not uncommon in, in uh, the, either the primitive church or the early church. Right. Um, and, you know, one day we might discuss the distinctions between those terms. Ooh. Not today. No. Not, no. <laughs> not today. We're going to keep you not in suspense. We're going we're to hold our, hold our audience for another week. So anyway, so as you read, he said, he said that Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, um, to be used to his own advantage, but rather, oh, I like the way this version reads, actually. Rather, he made himself nothing and taking on the nature of a servant, making himself nothing. That word is um, ekonosin. So it's kenosis. That's the word kenosis. So the word kenosis um, means to make yourself nothing. It means to empty yourself. <laughs> so Paul said, even though Jesus was God, remember the divinity of the first week, he was God. Yeah. He didn't He didn't cling to that, mm. is what they said. Mm. He, he allowed himself to be emptied of that and to take on the form of a servant. Okay. Now, so that's, that's he didn't cling to being God, but he allowed himself to be a man. And there's, there's all kinds of concepts. And so if you ever want to get into the theories of kenosis and what kenosis means, um, the Catholics actually did a big thing on, on uh, living the kenosis, the kenotic life, the, the life of kenosis within the church, talking about leadership being servants, you know, that whole servant leadership that we were all caught up in yeah. for, you know, for all of the master of leadership programs at Trinity Western. <laughs> but, um, but what he's actually saying is, is Jesus emptied himself and the early theologians 
throughout the centuries, there, there are different places where the theologians jumped in on this. Because remember, remember the old concept, they were trying to figure out how was he God and how was he man, remember? Yeah. And we said the last time, and we're going to say this again, the, the church said uh, he was God, he was man. We don't get it. You know, just, just live with it. This is it. He was God, he was man. But when they get into this kenosis, the, the author said, well, what, what did he empty himself of, hmm. right? And so that was, that's a big thing. What did Jesus have to let go to not be God, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and, and one of the things that I just finished reading, one of the commentaries said, he is still omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. And, and I wonder about that because I think he was definitely omniscient, which means he knows everything. Right. Right? And omnipotent, sure, he's, he's all-powerful, but he's obviously not omnipresent. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, Unless he's floating around amidst himself, and he's not. He's no. he he confined himself to this body. And and other scholars think that what he did when he emptied himself is he actually emptied himself, and they will say of the independent use of his godly attribute. And so they would say Jesus had no more than any of the other disciples in that his godly attributes came through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm now, okay. Yeah. And I don't know if that's completely right because there's places in the scripture where, where Jesus knows what they're thinking. And the scripture says, because he knew what was in the mind of man. Right. So, and, and he just knew it. They didn't say the Holy Spirit revealed it to him. They said he knew this stuff. Yeah. Right. Of course, there is the other place where he says, yeah, no one knows when I'm coming back. Not even me. And you're going, oh, <laughs> all right, all right. So, so that's that's the idea behind kenosis, and and it is it's a heavy theological discussion. It's taken on all kinds of postmodern aspects to it in 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 later theological thought, but um, but the whole idea was Jesus was God, but he allowed himself to be a man. Okay, right. And um, and just read the, read the rest, and we'll just talk about the rest as well. Okay, picking it up at verse 9 then, folks. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father. Okay, I've been doing this for a long time, Steve. I've never got, I've never figured out this under the earth thing. This, you know, the dwarfs, you know, Lord of the Rings, you know, they dug too deep and they, they released the Balrog. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> one, one day I really got to do a study on this under the earth thing. Um, for me, it's, it's his way of saying, this time he didn't say in the sea, oddly enough. Um, he only, he only, maybe he didn't have enough, <laughs> he was running out of letters. So he was, he was, <laughs> he, I've he, only got so much parchment, man. I can yeah, yeah, so much. yeah. I'm sending it by Morse code and, <laughs> you know, it's 10 cents a letter. Um, but, um, but the whole point here, of course, it, this is going to be the, the last piece of the Easter thing mm. is Jesus died on a cross and then God exalted him, you know? that every name on earth will bow to him. So so that's kind of cool because everybody on the earth, we are all going to bow to him one day, either either in joy or, or we're going to be really upset about it, yeah. um, but we're still going to bow. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's, the, that's the last piece of this. Yeah. But the kenosis is 
Remember we talked last week about the bird. Did I? Do we do the bird illustration? We didn't, no, did we? No. Nope. Well, the bird illustration, this is an old, I think it's Malcolm Muggeridge okay. came up with this. Jim Cantillon is the guy, my old pastor, Jim Cantillon, is the guy who talks about this all the time. And it's the guy at Christmas, and the, the little snowbirds hit his window. You know, his, his wife goes off to church. He doesn't believe. He's agnostic. So he stays home. And he's reading the paper, and he hears these muffled thumps on his window, and he goes out, and there's a, a, a group of about six or seven snowbirds that, that had hit his window. And they're, they're dazed and they're confused and, and he's worried about them. He's worried about them freezing because it's, it's right at Christmas time. And so he's, he's trying to get them into the barn and he, and he tries to, to shoo them into the barn and they won't go. And then he tries to put seeds all the way to the barn, but you know, they're, they're, they're not eating the seeds. They're, they're not going. And, and he, and he can't catch them and he can't net them and he can't coerce them. And finally he says, if I could only be one of them, then I could lead them into the barn. Mm. And um, and so then the church bells ring and the guy clues into what the whole purpose of Jesus was. But Jesus coming, kenosis is, if I could only be one of them, I could lead them into the barn. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> and of course, the more important thing here is he had to be a man to die. Yeah. And that's what he did. That's the most important thing. But the other little piece is he's trying to lead us into the barn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's kenosis, that's Jesus becoming a man. And because this is Palm Sunday coming up, we just need to kind of completely change gears here yeah. and talk about Jesus wasn't just a man, but he was a king for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's going to take us to Matthew 21, the triumphal entry. And you can actually read all the way down to 11 if you want. We can, we can read the whole thing and then we can just talk about this for a few minutes. Sounds good. All right, yeah. folks, Matthew 21, starting at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, maybe, maybe I said it right, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says to you, or if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Dis- well, let's stop there, and then I'll let you read the rest. Yeah. So so just quickly. Um, well, no, we'll take a long time. Why, why do I keep saying quickly? So Jesus, um, on the week before that he was, on, before he died on the cross, this is the week before. Um, he comes out, he'd been doing everything in secret, but this time he comes out and um, he tells the disciples, I want you, this person's got a donkey. I want you to go get the donkey. Um, it's the colt. It's so, you know, it's a young donkey. It's a young male donkey. Yeah. And I want you to bring them to me. If anybody says anything, say, you know, the Lord has, has need of these. And so they go and they get this donkey, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then Jesus gets ready for this and and then there's a prophecy, I think, from Zechariah. Say to the daughter of Zion, your king is coming, gentle and riding on the donkey, the colt and the foal of a donkey. And I remember when I, I did a, a sermon on this when I was in Bible college. So I was, I was brand new at this stuff. And I said, look, he didn't come in on a war horse. You know, he came in on a donkey, which is gentle and lowly and stuff. And my teacher rightfully straightened me out. And he said, actually, Larry, he was a little meaner than that. Mm. 
Um, he was English. Yeah. And, but, he, but he said, actually, Larry, um, when Jesus rode in on a donkey, he was proclaiming his kingship. This um, David's, the Davidic kings came riding in, actually on mules, I think. Hmm. They came riding in on mules, but they came in on, on this kind of an animal. So, so where in other places they rode different things. In Jerusalem, for some reason, they rode, they rode donkeys. Hmm. And, and it was, it was a symbol of peace, a symbol of, of humility, a symbol of being, being one with the people. And and we are all one under God, that kind of a thing. Okay. But it was also a very clear statement that you said I was a king. I am letting you know right now that I am the king, which claiming, is kind of cool, claiming, right? Yeah, claiming yeah. that kingship right then and there. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Makes sense now. Yeah. Verse 6. Verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. It's so weird, isn't it? There's so much going on all the time, right? So so he's coming through and the crowd is ready for him. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know that if if they just saw him coming and kind of gathered and became ready because they had branches and everything to lay before him. Yeah. So there was something about this that 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 his statement that I am king was completely accepted by the crowd. Mm. And and then then they started yelling Hosanna. You remember the messianic um, views that the Messiah is the anointed one of God, mm -hmm. and some thought that he would be a uh, a religious leader, and some thought that he would be a military leader, and some thought that he would be a king. And Jesus comes in and says, "I I really am the king," and the crowd is with him. He's got the crowd. They could really make some internet money on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there there's a lot of hits. <laughs> There's a lot of hits on this one, um, and there and the and the cutting and the laying down of branches is their symbol to him that they're accepting him as king, right? And and Hosanna means save us, by the way, right. save us, son of David. Remember, we deliver us from the Romans, deliver us from oppression, help us to be what God told us we were going to be. And you figure that God told them that they were going to be the ones in charge, mm -hmm. and they've never been the ones in charge. Yeah. And he's been made them successful, made Jewish people successful wherever they've gone. And they've been oppressed wherever they've gone. Yeah. You know, they were kicked out of Russia, um, you know, and they were kicked out of other other company countries. And they were killed in Jerusalem, in uh, in Germany. And, and countries wouldn't let them in when they were trying to get in. Anti-Semitism is rampant throughout the world, even to today. Yeah. It's a little it's a little less talked about. Um, but Jesus was saying, I am the king. And I love that because he emptied himself, he became a human, he had a purpose, he was to be a king. He said he said to his disciples over and over, I am a king, but not not the way, not the way you're thinking, guys. Yes. Not the way you're thinking. And he becomes a king. Now, in the next week, this this they think this crowd turned on him, but others say probably not this crowd. Hmm. Others turned on him. These guys would be just confused out of their minds yeah. when he's arrested. You know, and don't forget, there were all kinds of um, 
revolutions and revolts that were happening through the first century. Right. And remember when Paul went in and, and a little bit later on and they were, they were, um, Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was some other revolt. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is not even, this is not even the revolt we were expecting. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the peasants are revolting. Yes, yeah. they certainly are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, with a good bath, we could we clean that up. Yeah, remember, oh, that other guy revolted and he passed away. So this one maybe will be in the flash in the pan too, right? Remember Gamaliel? He said, "Yeah, if it's of God, it it we can't stop it. If it's not not of God, it, it won't continue." Which which we can't figure it out because lots of things that we don't think are of God have continued for centuries. So it got them off the hook, and that was the important thing. Yeah, 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 and and Jesus emptied himself. And he, 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 and that's kind of what he was saying to the Philippians. Jesus emptied himself. He didn't cling um, to being God. Like, like allow yourself to be what God wants you to be to do his work. Don't, don't think too highly of yourself. Yeah. That is yeah. a great place to go with that. It is. It's a crappy way to end, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that we always end up here in our, in our life. Why do we always end up here, Stephen? Yeah, yeah. That's... <laughs> This is a message for other people, not for us. Um, it's not for us. No, no, because we're we're the, we're the glorious teachers of this. We, 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 don't, we don't have to follow this stuff. Yeah, for those of you playing the at-home edition of the Apocalypse, that's our first and probably biggest line of this podcast. Oh man, and yeah, I I, I come out of our out of our uh, out of our time together feeling guilty as often as not. <laughs> Which is very good for Pentecostals. We, you know, if I don't feel guilty, I don't feel good. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it harkens back to our Jewish brothers. Um, it, it certainly does. It certainly and, does. And our Catholic friends, too. Um, <laughs> so, well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. Larry, that was fantastic. What a great reminder that, yes, you know, just do what God has called you to do. Like Larry said, you're called to this purpose. And then it's funny, too, like Larry said, right? We're, some are still expecting a different Jesus. And he's, he's offering a very different Jesus experience than what, what they really wanted. They wanted someone powerful and, you know, take over the world with political power. And this is a different Jesus that is being on offer here. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. We're so thankful that you came along. Uh, until next week, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse Podcast. Mm -hmm.